0: Welcome to Perspectives on Social Justice, where we continue to give the world a voice. I am Larra Lane White, your host. This month, our show focuses on the status of the church. Tonight, I've gathered church leaders from across the country to discuss these important developments that are unique to their context. And we will get started. This particular dialogue shifted to care for wounded healers, clergy is, equity, uh, and talked equal about pay. Uh, social justice from the standpoint of the church. Um, we've had two. Um, we've had two males. Two. I should. I'm not going to say males. We've had two people to be elected here in the state of Georgia to the United States Senate. One is a one is a, a preacher, notable of the the historic. Uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, the the other, the first Jewish American uh, out of state, out of the state of Georgia. How involved should the church be in politics? Y'all say what?
1: 100%. I mean, a lot of churches have done that. A lot of religious organizations, you have Live Live Free with Michael McBride. Um, You have so many um, organizations. I mean, even the Southern Christian League. We've always, always been on the forefront politically um, as a church, uh, getting voters out uh, to vote, Uh, the voters' right, oppression and suppression that's happening there in Georgia. Everybody, every church should be out uh, trying to work out those laws that have just gone past. I mean, so we have to be. We have to be. Our voices have to be. have to be heard, they have to be vital. We have to use the equity, the numbers of people we have that under the sound of our voices are able to make some sound decisions. We have to put people in place um, in order so that when decisions are made at the top, we have people in place that have a spirit of discernment and that can fight the good fight uh, and be able to exercise their power and ability. So. The church has always been on the forefront politically, Um, whether it's your church or somebody else's church, there have been some churches that are out there politically um, trying to make some change. And it's just imperative. The black church has always been out there. I mean, we could do the roll call. It's always been out there for social justice, justice for the people, just for the people. We've always been out there from civil rights, even before that, um, always been out there for the people. And we will continue to be out there for the people because guess what? We got people in our churches. And so right. we have right. to fight for them. We right. have right. to fight for them. Um, and so we will always be, we will always be, we'll always be. When I had, I got babies been shot from at my church. I, I got a whole funerals. We gotta be. We gotta be. We gotta be. And yeah, we gotta absolutely. talk about grief ministries for young people because half of their friends have been shot and killed. All my friends are alive. And community, half of committed air.
0: suicide.
1: Some of them committing and, suicide. And committing suicide. Absolutely. It's horrible. And alarming. So we, we, gotta, we gotta talk about grief as well. Um, yes. We gotta talk about all that, you know, that, that play. When, when injustices happen, we gotta have the backup plan you know we gotta have the backup plan to support families uh in communities where injustice is happening so we're, we're always in the forefront we're always going to be whether you like it or not it's going to come to your pulpit it's going to come to your door so we got to be ready
0: got to be ready got to be ready Dr. some final words
2: I think that um uh, what uh Pastor Kim has said is um absolutely important I think um the church has to be what it has been Um, as it relates to um, encouraging its members to vote. Um, I know when I read Fannie Lou Hamer's story and she said the first time she heard of social justice, what charged her uh, was she was in the church when she heard uh, that. And I know that um, souls to the polls has been a huge, huge campaign. It's been, it has meant the world to our community souls to the polls. You think about what the black church, when you talk about uh, everything from Adam Clayton, Adam Adam Clayton Powell all the way um, to um, pastor Warnock, what an amazing, amazing presence the black church has had in voting politics. And, um, even as we, uh, sit today, my church, uh, has been a voter registration site. We have also partnered with others to, uh, rent vans on, um, on voting day. And so, um, uh, if we, uh, are silent, if we, uh, don't speak out, if we're not active, I think we lose, um, A great deal. We lose. I'm going to argue and say the majority of our voice, because at the end of the day, uh, we used to have a bishop in our church that used to say, um, "It's hard to tell a man about Jesus if he's hungry. It's hard to tell a man about Jesus if he can't see his way. It's hard to tell a man about Jesus if he's homeless." Though, if 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 when you talk about Jesus. Well, spending eighty-five percent of his ministry not preaching, but meeting the needs of people, voting is absolutely mm-hmm. paramount right. to ensure that our needs and, in our communities are met.
0: And yeah. I love it when we when we when we bring Jesus into it because I tell people all the time that Jesus Christ was one of the very first uh, social justice activists.
2: Absolutely, in
0: his entire ministry was about activism and fighting for uh, those who um, were um, disenfranchised.
2: But I, would, I would argue, check out the book of James. If you ever want to check out those four chapters of the book of James, if you want to really get a strong biblical undergirding, I know Isaiah and the uh, the prophets were social justice advocates, but if you want to get you a new a Greek, if you want to get a New Testament, check out the book of James. Those exactly. four chapters will change your mind and life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a great theology in the book of James. Yep. Dr. Buxton, you have any final remarks uh, on how, how, how involved should the church be in politics?
3: I think very much so. Um, and and I say it like this all the time. Um, we are called to teach people to fish like and to teach people to advocate for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But the church has to be involved to the point where we are no longer just teaching people to fish but we are resourcing people to own the lake so that they can sell their own fish. That's good. And that also means in order for that to happen, they can't fish in polluted lakes. That's called advocacy, right? We can't just get the polluted lake. We have to make sure that we are elevating ourselves from the handout ministry to the resourced ministry. And um, and I hope that as we continue to grow um, in what we see as the church, we realize that all of what we're talking about is not separate. It is the work that we do as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. segmented. It's the work we do as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
3: Pastor
2: so, Buxton, can I send you an offering?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all sign of Susan Buxton. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Hey, you just <laughs> preach. Hey, you just yes, uh, Preachers, preachers. We have talked about reopening the church and and the church's demographic and their feelings on in person worship. We have. We have addressed um, the position on the online ministry and reimagining a church engagement. Um, very impressed with the at home with Alan Temple concept. It's awesome. Dr. Mm-hmm. Bucks, I expect, I expect nothing but awesomeness from you at all times. We have talked about the church in the wake of denominations um, grappling with the uh, subject of sexual equity racial equity and homosexuality in the church preachers we have we have talked about our position on on equal pay among the ranks in the church and that and have determined that it is very contextual um, in terms of uh you know how how that happens equal pay and we have closed with uh how involved should the church be in uh church ministry um, I'm sorry. Should the church be in politics? Uh, I also uh, would argue that, uh, will not argue, but state uh, as a fact. I take the position that that even it, when we are present, when we as preachers are present in the midst of of politics, in the midst of 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 of, of any type of controversy, when we are present. In the midst of good things when we are present in the midst of sickness when we are present in the midst of anything that impacts our congregation uh, and communities around the world we have a very powerful presence and we need to make sure that we use that presence to the glory of god that's what we're called to do and we see the evidence of that an attorney for one of the three white men standing trial in the death of Ahmad Arbery in Georgia says that he did not want any more black pastors in the courtroom. That is part of the, the evidence of the, the impact that we have. And a lot of times we can go and we don't even have to say a word, just be so present. Nice. And on that note, I'm going to end um, yes, this discussion. Uh, we will, uh, it's always uh, great to have, My colleagues, I've I've got some outstanding colleagues here that have participated in this conversation. But on that, and we're going to go ahead and close this out. And with that, I want to uh, quote the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King when he says that whatever affects one directly affects us all indirectly. Because I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you are ought to be and this is the interrelated structure of reality and on that note i will bid everyone good night
2: good night you guys
0: but on that and we're going to go ahead and close this out and with that i want to uh quote the reverend dr martin Luther king when he says that whatever affects one directly affects us all indirectly I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you are ought to be.